1: Oh then classic.
0: Welcome, friends and fiends, to another episode of Cult and Classic Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about film, and we compete, uh, or we rather we have two films compete against each other, a mainstream and a cult film that are both thematically linked somehow. And by say compete, I really mean we just talk the hell out of both of them. So uh, part one today is uh, going to be the mainstream, and next week you can catch us for the same theme with part two, our cult film. Uh, I'm very excited about this one. This week, theme is zombie foobar of course uh fubar in military terms is fucked up beyond all reason uh and uh yeah both of these are zombie uh disasters caused by a military mistake of some kind so first up is 2021's army of the dead by Zack snyder the film that launched in theaters and on netflix uh at the same time and then next week for part two we'll round it out with 1989's uh direct to video shot on video feature redneck zombies uh a, a currently considered a trauma classic although it wasn't produced by trauma just distributed by trauma so with you today of course is me your host nate wyckoff film critic and comedian and we have with us also
2: tad Mastriani. how are you doing tad wait a minute um released in theaters That assumes that there are any theaters left to release this into.
0: I have three, but you have
2: three. Oh, we have none up here in the sticks, sir. Well,
0: I'm then that is a true tragedy because um, there are certain things that are just
2: so much better on the big screen. Are you uh, sure that you missed the old Regal? Because I'm pretty sure it closed forever.
0: It did close forever, I saw. Yeah, I, 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 listeners, I don't know how oh, far no. my connections go. <laughs> but uh, I I worked at a Regal and was assistant manager at a Regal along with like 30 other people uh, for an insanely low price. I started when it was a Hoyts Theater, and I believe the uh, minimum wage that they started me at was
2: $5.25 an hour. Wait, um, were there 30 assistant managers?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm
2: not sure you, word, you worded that correctly.
0: There were th- about thirty of them. Well, there were thirty assistant managers. Um, <laughs> that is what I meant to say. And uh, yeah, and that is now gone. So R.I.P. Uh, place of questionable repute, and movie screens. Uh, rounding out our current ensemble of people talking about
3: these features is Greg Johnson. How are you doing, Greg? You know, I came here to talk about zombie films, but all I can think about is uh, the new Elden Ring trailer that dropped today, so everything else is just out of my out of my bump, view. Bump, bump. Well see, here's the thing, I don't have to worry about Elden Ring
0: right now because I can't get my hands on a PS5 because the world is a dead shithole, uh, pardon my French, and Sony cannot seem to choose components that are readily available. Uh, And I don't like thinking about that because I don't like thinking about the fact that some poor child's hands in another country is putting (laughs) together components that are going into my game console so I can play fake things on my big screen TV at
2: home as I unwind. You know what's the problem? If Sony just, you know, kind of released their stuff on other platforms and still made money. That's stupid. Here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Why now, would just you do that? Say this once. I'm just gonna say this. I have a gaming rig PC as
0: well, and uh, I currently have an Xbox One. I don't have an Xbox S. I haven't, I haven't seen the reasoning for that yet, but. I want the haptic feedback controller with the PlayStation Five. Okay. You know
2: what I, I want to be? I want to play Final Fantasy seven is what I want to fucking do, and I can't fucking do it. Oh well,
3: good news. It's all on PS4 because yeah. all all the developers got together and were like, Hey, we're gonna really hype up the new Xbox and the new PlayStation. Right. They're gonna they're gonna be cutting edge, SSD, haptic feedback, like all this good stuff. But you know what we're gonna do for the next like two years? We're just gonna put everything on the legacy consoles anyway. So <laughs>
0: Because so, nobody can
3: get them. Nobody so can get whatever. them. Whatever.
0: It's um, it's it's insane. I it's a, it's a crime. I mean, my I I curse at my Twitter account every day trying to follow people who are like, oh, we've got some. Let's take a look at what. No. Okay. So zombies, guys. Um, zombies are are the theme of this uh pairing of cults and classic films and i do want to mention that our uh, longtime contributor mandy longley will be joining us uh and media res so she will get uh her feedback in here as well especially since she's a big zombie fan so i'm gonna give you a quick rundown of the plot as always there are spoilers i don't think spoilers in general truly ruin a film uh in very rare cases it may be true but that said if you know you want to see army of the dead go watch it on netflix right now uh go watch it in theaters if it's available to you um and i'm sure that it will actually hit uh i think the release date already out there it'll hit blu-ray dvd and 4k fairly soon anyway um because they're looking f- for any money they can to, to pad studios right now so the plot of army of the dead is that there has been a zombie outbreak uh, that occurs when a uh, a zombie king zombie as he's referred to i believe in credits and and fan fiction uh is being transported to las vegas some area uh, uh unit military location out there when um two people engaging in uh, oral sex on their way back from the Vegas sign where they took a photo after being married, uh, cross the line and uh, crash into the convoy carrying this dangerous creature. The creature escapes, kills all the survivors, um, and then uh, there is, makes his way to Vegas. And we get this really, I think it's very cool, montage, sort of like how in the beginning of Pixar's Up, there is this like entire lifetime of, 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 uh, this this couples relationship up until the death of the wife and like we get it in really cool little clips and pictures and short bits and dialogue we get that for maybe about 10ish minutes um which is basically a recap of the zombie war uh but that happened in Vegas uh eventually resulting in them walling Vegas up to keep the zombies inside and there's this sort of um refugee camp of displaced people who weren't infected outside of the walls, and um, so we're jumping ahead in the future. I can't remember how long it is exactly, three years, something like that, but um, a lot of the, rather this one unit of elite military soldiers who assisted and fought in that and lost a lot of people, uh, they were decorated soldiers after the fact and then sort of forgotten about, and (laughs) boy, that never happens in real life. and uh, and yes, yeah, so they're all working kind of sh- kind of shitty jobs that are relatively beneath them. Uh, mainly uh, Dave Batista, who you know, ex-pro wrestler and uh, action star extraordinaire these days. I just want to throw this out there. I am so happy that he got a lead role uh, in this case because I think Dave Batista he's he makes an effort to act, which is something that I can't say about everyone who comes from another career path like you know wrestling or uh modeling or whatever and uh and i like that he uh is given a chance to sort of really play to his strengths in this as well as develop a little bit more i mean he has conversations in this where he speaks full sentences and there he's not always punching someone's face although there's plenty of that so that was really cool but anyway uh he gets an offer from this mysterious japanese businessman um and uh He's played by Hiroku Sonata, who's another great uh, actor. And uh, I will say that that really doesn't matter to the movie so much. It's really just the the setup to get them in the Vegas uh, city limits. Because uh, he says, hey, uh, there's this big amount of money in a vault underneath his casino. Uh, insurance has already reimbursed us, um, but that money's still there. They're going to nuke the city in like a few days. So get in there, get that money with your team, and then you get a huge amount of money. And you can disperse it among your team members that you put together however you want. Well, he puts together a team, goes in, his daughter goes in with him that he doesn't want to happen, but she's a super obnoxious character. Uh, <clears throat> and and she fights her way in because she's trying to rescue, she's been working with the refugees, and she's trying to rescue uh, the mother of some children in the refugee camp that went missing, trying to, to score some money so they could escape the camp. Um, there's a team of course there's one corporate shill in there that the businessman put in who has a secret side mission Uh, it is revealed that is to get the head of one of the elite zombies and bring it back because of course zombies are uh, a potential mega weapon we've seen that in movies before but um i'm really breezing through a lot here it's a two and a half hour movie and i would say that the reason i'm breezing through it is it's action and scene based and small character interaction based. I, I, I think that the plot is just a device to deliver what we're looking for with action and things like that. There are some moments that border on building emotion between characters, but I think a lot of the criticism that's been leveled against it so far. And like all Zack Snyder movies, this is a highly divisive film. You love it or you hate it, and there's really not much middle ground for most people, it seems, at least not most reviewers. So. Um, We'll dive right in with what we think i will say this uh it is very much a classic zombie film ending and that there are very few survivors and it leaves a massive opening for sequels which I will say while they haven't officially been greenlit there are several sequels uh, in the works and they were sort of this is pre-planned this movie was originally started uh work on the script and stuff i think back in 2007 or 2008 by Zack snyder um so this is not a new property and they've had a lot of time him and his wife deborah to start fleshing out different things and like i said there's an entire zombie war at the beginning of this that we get in like snippets and still shots so there's a lot of material they can do they can go anywhere they want with this Diving right in, Greg, what were you expecting
3: from this film? And uh, what are your feelings now that you've seen it? Well, I mean, before I even get into it with any Snyder film from now on, we have to always start by asking, please release the Snyder cut. Yeah. Even if it was even if it was his yeah. cut, we have to ask for it. Um but you know, I went in and I expected it to be, you know, I expected it to be wild. I expected it to be kind of this this crazy larger than life tongue in cheek. Not a parody of a zombie film, but kind of an over-the-top zombie film. Um, I thought it delivered overall. Um, I was mostly engaged, but you know, two and a half hours for this—I, right. I don't know where I would cut, but I, but I know I could just start snipping, and it probably wouldn't ruin too much. Um,
2: the Snyder cut. This what <laughs> Snyder cut. Of this the is, is what you get.
0: Right. <laughs> no, and I, I think that that's a valid thing to say because. It is weird. When you said, I was thinking the same thing. When you said, um, I don't know where I'd cut, it is because he didn't dwell on anything too long that I didn't like, but it probably didn't need every second to be seen i do think that the beginning is where i would cut the most not the opening scene with the um the oral sex in the car and the crash and the zombies that's fine make that longer really sure exactly that should come back at the end i was really hoping they'd be zombies in a car again and the same thing would happen with like a kfc truck um but yeah no i think um i actually i was talking to my wife about this i often think this um similar thought about william shakespeare's pieces william shakespeare was successful enough in his time that he sort of got away with like adding and padding and adding a whole bunch of crap in that really narrative structure wise didn't make a lot of sense it's not that it wasn't entertaining obviously audiences loved it but if you were an editor trying to to publish it or if you were someone submitting to an editor they would be like you don't need this crap why is this here Who you know is, what who's Fortin Bros?
3: you know um, what I would I would throw out I would throw out pretty much all of the refugee subplot and the daughter I think you could toss all that out the window the movie's f- mostly unchanged you just edit a few bits of like oh like he was friends with um, um Dave Bautista's character was friends with um Nora Ar- Arnezzard mm-hmm. and I, I'm sorry I, I apologize that was bad but Nora's <laughs> character um theater, yeah. yeah, I
0: think she plays Lily who is uh, they call the coyote because she stays in the refugee camp. I don't think she's actually a refugee. I think she's like no. a, 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 she's a a helper quote unquote, but she stays there and she has sort of mastered the zombie society because it is a society and we'll get to that in this microcosm. And so she takes people in at night to try and steal money out of the casinos because uh money is what is basically required to get them out of the refugee camp which is how like life right um so they know the risk they may not come back and she doesn't always bring people back um so we're not 100 sure about her character early on but um i actually that was the one thing i really liked about the subplot was the idea that there is a refugee camp because that's just reality in the world we live in today the politics of the united states would cause that to happen uh i believe i mean how could it not uh and um and her character as sort of the narrator to the intro to really easily get exposition out very quickly um to give us what we're supposed to know about this this zombie society uh which is the king zombie has sort of because it's at Caesar's palace, right? He sees Caesar's palace, uh, the logo and the sign, and he sort of takes on the, the uh, zombie mimicry of this sort of Greek society. And so there's, there's people that are turned into zombies by him, uh, become these alpha zombies which are they're smarter they have some reasoning and they're very much quicker and more agile etc and then ones that are turned uh, into zombies by by the the alphas are like they call them shamblers i think um and they're the brainless ones that we often see so just right away we're gonna have to just before i get you tad let's just throw the fact in there that once again in in zack snyder's second zombie film we get another zombie infant um in Dawn of the Dead, the remake that uh, James Gunn wrote, uh, the remake of the George, the George Romero film, uh, there is a zombie, a woman gets turned into a zombie while she's pregnant, and a zombie fetus bursts out of her chest, very dead alive. Um, and in this film, he turns it on his head a little bit, but the king zombie has his zombie queen... And she's pregnant, so they clearly can have sex and procreate. But unfortunately, the uh, corporate shill asshole guy who turns on everybody, uh, he decapitates the queen. And when he does so, the baby dies. So the king is extra pissed and he goes after everyone. And um, I think I'll just throw it out there. My favorite character in many ways is the zombie queen. She was really cool. Um, I liked her, uh, obviously they chose a dancer, uh, which is uh, an appropriate thing. And she does like these crazy moves and she uh, seems like she was probably expected to be a showgirl in the pre zombie times or at least she's dressed like one. And uh, and she has these great mugging moments and they built an awesome uh, severed head with um, animatronics in it to do these facial expressions while they're carrying her around. Uh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, but the King Zombie is also pretty great. And a lot of people have pointed this out now. if if you if you scan the interwebs, you will you will know this. Um, but Zeus uh, or King Zombie is played by Richard Citrone. And Richard uh, Citrone also is played the sort of the Martian ghost king in Ghosts of Mars by John Carpenter, which is actually a very similar character. Uh, He's a stunt man, he's done a lot of work. He worked for Snyder Productions before. Uh, He's also done a lot for for Marvel Studios and Disney. He was stunts in Solo, A Star Wars Story, Captain America Civil War, the list goes on. So it was nice to see him as well in a role where we actually, even if he's covered in makeup yet again, we see his face and he gets to act a little bit. Um, So Tad, I know that you have very strong feelings about much of Zack Snyder's work. What were you expecting going in and what are your uh, takeaways now that you've come out?
2: I expected a zombie movie. I got a zombie movie. What I should have expected <laughs> is exactly what I got. I got a movie that was like a weird combination of uh, planet of the apes and uh, Zombieland, zombie land, because it's the same goddamn thing where it's a long exhaustive intro it, the only thing that was missing was the slow-mo and uh oh fuck what was the third movie that i was thinking of i don't know graceland it was- 3000 or whatever you know what actually that would make fucking sense yeah i actually have to give him props for having a setting for a movie somewhere besides la and new york right unfortunately it's my favorite town which is las vegas because um well let, let's let's not let's once again let's not get into the goddamn new vegas parallels um this is one of those movies where I genuinely like, if this is another fucking LA movie, I swear to God, the movie should just end with it being nuked. And it's like, the end. And everyone lived happily every after. Yeah. The
0: the opinions of Tad Mastroni do not reflect those of Cult and Classic Podcast. I am far too close to Los Angeles for this to be problematic. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think there's actually so. I do think that people, even if you don't like Zack Zack Snyder films, and I think a lot of people, though, who probably haven't liked his interpretations of Batman and Superman, et cetera, in the past, probably enjoyed this movie more, because it doesn't have any of the hindrance of pre-existing material to work from. Um, But I think he does get a lot of props for certain things he did. Of course, the most uh, famous thing, or most notable thing tech-wise in this film, is that he worked with camera manufacturers to Uh, use these 1960s lenses that have a very soft, weird, uh, filtered effect and the entire film is filmed with those. Uh, It also came in handy, uh, which has been talked about when they decided to replace uh, disgraced comedian Chris D'Elia in the film with uh, excellent actress and comedian uh, Tig Notaro because it was during quarantine uh, Tig filmed her material herself With one of these camera lens setups and they uh used you know technology to essentially digitally place her over crystalia's character in almost every scene and i will say this if you're super looking for it you can think well probably that's the problem with this little bit but really it worked for me it's it was far better than say marvel's de-aging or disney's de-aging it just it looked fine she delivered the lines wonderfully i think she did a great job she's um you know she she could play um what's
2: his face in the a-team now like she just she was fun she did a really good job that explains something because i was watching the movie and i was bothered to shit about the fact that every time she was on the screen i'm like why is there digital fucking cigar smoke Yep. in a movie why is this why is this why did they digitize this they had now? to Yeah. okay now it makes sense because that was really pissing sure. me. sure because there are a lot of obviously 3d and digital effects in this film
0: but there's also a lot of practical effects and i zach snyder is no stranger to that so i love that you know he's one of the people that has the power right now to have the budget to be able to do this sort of mix and um Yeah, and and Tignatar did great. I actually think all the side characters did really well, Um, and uh, I'm I'm not even going to go through them all because there's quite a quite a list uh, of of people who have bit parts in this movie. I will say that this movie, my favorite favorite thing about this movie, is that I have seen so many movies where the villain gets their their sort of um, their comeuppance, if you will is not satisfying enough but uh, the villain in this getting ripped apart and eaten by the zombified uh, uh, tiger of um, Siegfried and Roy priceless the excellent motion capturing on the cat i mean it just it is just fantastic it is fantastic and it feels good um i you guys might have listened to the minnesota review we did of wrath of man uh recently with with jason statham which is a remake of uh uh cash truck uh, or however you like to translate it from the french film and The ending is just not satisfying enough for me it's not brutal enough you really want some harsh payoff and we get it in uh in army of the dead um there's a lot of really neat bits in this movie i really liked uh i will i will say this there's been a lot of criticism that it's uneven as far as i don't even know if it's I guess pacing would be it if you look at the plot structure for this movie i was doing a quick breakdown in my brain it's sort of that there are multiple climaxes which isn't that uncommon but not all like most of them don't differ that much from the peak climaxes so it feels a little exhausting when you're going up, up 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 and you're not really climbing you're just bouncing uh that said i do think it makes for a really excellent reintroduction to theaters. Because as I said, theaters are open where I am and I was able to go see it. And I actually was uh, one of three people in the theater and uh, it was sort of the perfect reintroduction film to movies because it is spectacular on the big screen. Uh, It is interesting though, because using those 60s lenses, it wasn't like this 5K production, right? Like it wasn't, I wasn't looking like, oh, this is the crispest thing in the world. I could reach out and touch it. That's not what it looks like. It looks like it's filmed. Uh, it's a weird mix between digital and, and filmic quality. Um, Star Wars Episode Two-ish kind of deal. Boy, that's interesting because I completely disagree on every level with what you just said. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I will say, Star Wars Episode 2 and this film do have one thing in common, which is I don't like how they handled the romance moments. Uh, I There's think that,
2: romance.
0: well, so uh, Dave Bautista's character, of course, um, he, he's trying to reconcile with his daughter, but he also has uh, a, a a a love with uh, the character played by Ana de la Ruguera, who is a great actress. She was um, the main sister in Nacho Libre um she's been in the series goliath lots of lots of fun stuff she See, is i
3: i thought you were gonna say his uh his love affair with the concept of a food truck i thought that was the <laughs> oh best my god. plot oh
0: my god so film. funny the running joke yeah he's constantly trying to put out ideas to his daughter about what kind of food truck he should run
3: it, um, His his last lines of the movie about about eating I was dying. I was like, okay, that's 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 really funny and that's really well acted and just it and
0: he keeps it. I mean he plays it straight, you know, to to the extreme. Um I was gonna say so he gets sort of this um moment with uh De La Guerra's character where um he's like I thought I ruined that chance. And she's like, no and and he's like, "I was wrong about two things today kind of thing." And then she spoiler alert instantly is killed by a zombie in a gruesome fashion. Now, it's a very old school trope to sort of crush the audience and you know tear like drive the lead character into a frenzy. Is it effective? yes is it was it the best choice? I would say certainly not here's here's why um, for the other female uh Hispanic character in the in the in the group that enters vegas um i I'm so sorry that I don't have her name easily available in front of me. Uh, I'll see if I can find it while I'm doing this, but she has these she's one of the first casualties, but she has this super awesome um like battle scene that continues so much longer than you think it will go and she's a super badass and uh and i wanted you know so when she dies i didn't feel cheated because one it was it was breaking yet another stereotype of uh of women in an action movie and two uh it was well done and tense and i liked it that because of that and three i was you're sad she you're more sad that she passed that she dies because she's such a cool character but you also except that she died because we got to see, it's like it's like um, when you're watching a competition reality show and someone goes home when you're like, oh, I thought that drag queen was gonna do awesome. I wish I could have seen more. I got to see some cool performance and now she can go. Whereas um, Raguero's character, I didn't feel like she got enough meat of her character. She didn't have any amazing action scene. She was always the background character. She didn't have enough there. Um, that said, I I would hazard to say it might be intentional because she is signed on uh, to be a lead in the TV series prequel. Uh, I say TV, the streaming sequel series um, called Army of Dead Las Vegas. So I think that they're going to pull that old hat trick where they're like, oh, this character didn't get a huge amount in the movie, but they're pivotal in this. Um, I think you could have done both, uh, but there it is. Now, we're going to jump to uh our good friend Mandy Longley. Mandy, um what was your ultimate takeaway from Army of the Dead before we move into recommendations? You're on mute, ma'am.
1: Oh my gosh, I have no idea what's going on. I just finished wrestling a toddler, which is almost like army of zombies. What are we talking about right now? Army like, of the Dead, yeah. Army of the
3: Dead. I'm Oh my god. I hit
1: record to my computer. We were just talking because Nate was um apparently succumbed to the zombie apocalypse on the West Coast, uh, which we were just talking about in the Army of the Dead. Uh, So yes. um, and now
3: you have inherited the podcast since Nate is dead. So the Amanda Longley podcast.
1: Zoom has named me the host. Um, are, is anybody even getting text messages from Nate right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm. He he blue screened and.
2: Oh he he should stay
3: in. He's almost back, but <laughs> you know, Nathan. I decided we're not talking about this film. We're I we're did. out. Nathan no. needs to
2: come back so he won't blue screen.
1: <laughs> right. I was complaining that they were talking about the um, Army of the Dead, but that's the one I wanted to talk about. So it just doesn't make sense. I was just late. And then I destroyed everything by
2: well, logging on. I mean, now is your chance. As soon as Naked gets back, yes, we'll right. Be able to. Talk no,
1: about- yeah. It's your
2: monologue. Go for it. This I is... basically made a joke about L.A. And you say uh, that,
1: and I like want to break into song and dance. Like it's a Broadway show.
2: <laughs> I'm on <laughs> I referenced Star Wars, and I made a joke about L.A. And basically, that's the extent of my contribution to this like, one.
1: Yeah, this is all yeah all this good content we'll just talk about how amazing we were and uh but it's none of it is actually recorded
3: (laughs) i mean hopefully all of that was recorded because he i would assume it it stopped the recording and saved i assume that's how it works it was going to
2: have he's gonna have a fuck of a time editing this shit yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah, you'll have to like send him this via I don't know Dropbox or something, and then <laughs> he'll splice that in. Who knows?
1: I don't even know. This thing I, I'm sitting in front of I think is a computer, but I mean <laughs> this could is also be a rock.
3: content because
2: yeah. every single time that Nate, I mean uh, every 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 single time that I speak or Greg speaks, I guarantee we're demonetized if we're on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there oh. he you go. Oh,
3: Nate Wyckoff is the host.
1: He's coming back. I'm gonna shut off recording now because no, we were just we were just messing around. No, because there's no way that I'm gonna send like a full All right. recording to and him. He has no to... way. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna
0: Okay, fans. So uh, you may have heard there were some issues. We had a computer crash. It was mine. It was my fault. Um, Actually, it was Bill Gates' fault. So um, add that to the list of things that he's done wrong in recent times. And uh, we're going to dive right into the recommendations for Army of the Dead. I'm going to start with you, Mandy. Would you recommend people to see Army of the Dead? If so, why?
1: I would. I felt like this had some fresh new zombie flavors as far as um, like content uh i love zombie movies i've seen a lot of them um but not uh, the next movie that we're going to talk about <laughs> but this one i probably tune in for part
0: two it's going to be great
1: <laughs> and, and i'll have no idea what i'm talking about literally this time uh, but yes i will watch this one a second time i would recommend it to anyone who really loves zombie movies um but also wants to see some new spins on um uh, on the genre uh, and also maybe if you just like tigers there you go. Love
0: the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sad the Tiger wasn't credited. Um, <clears throat> actually, I think it was. I just didn't didn't catch it. Uh, then we're going to move to Greg. Greg, would you recommend Army of the Dead? If so, why?
3: Um, no, probably not. Um, we talked about I I think it's just, I think it's too long. Um, my other big gripe is, you know, it, it got pitched as a zombie and a heist flick just mashed up, like these two amazing genres. And I felt like it was kind of neither. I didn't get enough exploration of the zombies and i feel like i realized watching this um in a heist film what i love most is them kind of playing off of the villains the villains kind of thinking that they got the leg up but then they get undercut and they kind of back and forth in this it's the villains are a bunch of mindless zombies and they're shooting them dead and that's kind of the end of it um i i'd say if you want to see a zombie flick that shakes things up um go see Shaun of the Dead again. It's still funny. still great. If you want an action-oriented zombie flick that says I don't give a shit about the zombies or only vaguely has zombies in it, just pick a Resident Evil. Just pick one. I'm going to... Yeah, so
0: I we, we've talked a little bit in the past about Paul W. Sanders' Resident Evil series and and my feelings on that. So we're just going to go to Tad. Tad, would you recommend Army of the Dead? And if so, why?
2: No. Um, this movie was... Okay. I'm going to uh, hop off Greg. Well, hop off of Greg's idea here, I, and say. Okay. You see where I was going there. Um, this is a movie that's two and a half goddamn hours long, and can't manage to squeeze two genres together in a way that actually does justice to both of them. I did not get enough of the zombie society, except for some vague. Uh, I got the hint. And then the Heist movie was basically, I'm like, um, why at basically it it ended up where I went, none of this movie mattered because everybody basically died. Nobody got the money, and nobody got the head either. Yeah, somebody so, got the money? Yeah, oh, oh, good. She got some I'm talking about like,
0: no, 50- no, the the guy the guy who's on the plane at the end, the zombie survivor. You mean the guy that's about to become a zombie? Exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah.
3: um,
0: so so I have something to add before I give my, because mine is a hearty recommendation. I'm with Mandy. Yet again, a Zack Snyder films divided a group 50-50 down the middle. Um, if you're watching this recording, literally down the middle, actually. And uh, I'm going to say that there's been several mentions of uh, the grand heist genre. I feel, I'm with Dan Harmon and Justin Rowland and Rick and Morty on this, the heist genre is the epitome of terrible narrative filmmaking. It is all about the play between the characters and it is the most formulaic disaster of a film in my opinion. That's And that's saying something considering this is the movie Army of the Dead, which is in many ways a cut and copy formula movie um, by design. Um, you have fifty percent assembly of the cast, and then fifty percent them getting there, and then you have a, a a such a small fraction of resolution and twist that you actually don't equal to one percent if you're rounding using standard methods. That's the heist movie, and I I I just can't get behind it. You just went so, over one hundred percent. You can't do that. That's not see, physically possible. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying is that. There is a percent. It is of if the resolution. movie is three
1: hours long.
0: Ah, oh, no, you guys are—are are you kidding me? You guys are gonna hate *In the Heights*. Um, it's it's like two hours and twenty-two minutes already, um, and that's cut down. Uh, guys, here's the reality. It's, but
3: that's singing, and dancing. That's fine.
0: Movies <laughs> movies are getting longer. Zack Snyder's never made short films. He doesn't plan on it. I'm sure. um This is just, I'll throw this out there too because this is interesting. Dave Bautista was going to be in, or he was offered a role in James Gunn's upcoming Suicide Squad film, which looks fantastic. Uh, And he turned it down because he gets a lead in this one and they paid him a huge amount more money, Uh, even though he's, you know, has in the past had a great working relationship with James Gunn and was one of his main vocal defenders during the Disney debacle. Um, And james gunn was actually asked to do the script for this movie uh during its you know uh 15-year development cycle uh and he turned it down essentially to work on suicide squad so we had this trade of talent um and i I think that it's, it's interesting to think how much of a different movie army of the dead would be if james gunn had written it i don't dislike jack snyder's writing on the whole in general throughout his his career but i do think that the movie has the sort of humor element underdeveloped but clearly with the intent to be like james gunn would do it because james gunn genuinely makes funny content in his films in my opinion and i think that this movie wanted to have that but i it clearly feels like zack snyder knows okay i do sort of bleak i don't really do funny it doesn't work
1: so but it was like it was just not funny funny like right. taking a was like the perfect casting for the level of funny that this movie was
0: sure sure um and i also want to throw in can you imagine how crappy that character would have been as crystalia um oh yeah i mean here's and here's guys, I'm a standard comedian. I know people who know Chris D'Elia. Um, not a lot or anything. I'm not, you know, one degree of separation. Um, but I can say this, uh, as someone whose comedy has been described as mediocre, I found his comedy mediocre. And so I don't quite understand, uh, didn't understand his his consistent, like, bobbing up and down in the world of fame. Um, and there's been a lot of talk of his comeback, uh, this is just my personal opinion now, like the entire podcast isn't, and um, people saying, well, he didn't do anything that was illegal. Uh, if Here's my take on this, guys. If you try and get a woman or anyone to sleep with your friend because I thought you were cool, you're an asshole, and you don't deserve any of the nice things you have. So, I'm glad he's out of this movie, and I for one will not be supporting him, and he can write me an email talking about how mediocre I am. That's fine. Um, so I'm going to recommend this movie. Love's Army of the Dead, love Zack Snyder, keep on making movies. Warner Brothers, fire your executive staff because you have made so many missteps, it's not even valid uh, anymore. And uh, Zack Snyder can take over. I'm sure he would give tons of uh, creative freedom to whoever wants to take it, so that's your that's that's Nate Wyckoff's remedy for a disrupted Warner Brothers DC cinematic universe right there so this has been the first part of zombie foobar we talked about army of the dead from 2021 by Zack Snyder it is a 50-50 split between love it and don't recommend and then next week listen for part two when we talk about redneck zombies 1989's shot on video uh straight to video uh, legendary feature play us out as always is the chud with all about evil and please like and subscribe and most importantly guys we are primarily a podcast so go on wherever you find podcasts especially apple podcasts and rate and review us tell us how great we are um give us a five star review if you don't like us and tell us why we suck in your text of your review because certainly that won't give us any benefit but we'll still notice it so five star reviews across the board thanks guys